Today is a preview service of some things that are really, really exciting that are happening. Is this loud to you? It's loud to me, if we could just bring that down a little bit. Some really exciting things that are happening here, and I want to launch us with this verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able, everybody repeat with me, able, able. to do immeasurably more, say immeasurably more, and let that sink into your heart for a minute. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, say ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm a preacher. I got to add a Amen. Lord Jesus, we're so glad you're here that you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is at work within us, and we have enjoyed your presence because you descended upon us in praise. Now I pray that you would begin to activate within us the excitement of how you're leading us. In Jesus' name, amen. You now may be seated. I want to give you a preview of the path that we are going to be taking as we head into a new church home. And for those of you that, and, and every week we have new people that are joining us, and I know there are people that are joining us online. This, we are, we are here temporarily. There is a new path and a new plan for a new church home for us, and we're excited about that. The scripture says that we can dream and that God can do things more than we can ask or imagine. How many of you have great imaginations? About half of you. I don't know what happened to all the dreamers and the, the rest of you here. Maybe they're just, maybe you've been beaten down to the point you can't dream anymore. It's time to dream dreams that God gives us through His Spirit. It's another thing when you take those dreams and imaginations and you begin to add a plan to those things. And today I want to introduce you to an initiative that's called A Glorious Future. The story continues. You're going to learn more and more details as we go through the fall season, but today I want to whet your appetite. A glorious future, the story continues, is an opportunity for everyone in this church and everyone who is a part of our online congregation to partner with God in prayer and financially to see this new ministry compound which God is providing us become a reality. And we are going to take a journey together and then on December the 3rd, we will all respond to God's personal leading as to how we should each participate. Now, I know you. I know Grace Assembly. I know each of you, and I know that it is within your hearts to walk in the vision of the Lord. You wouldn't be here if you weren't willing to take steps of faith and enjoy the journey with God. Imagination is a wonderful thing. I was thinking about that when there are some of us that remember that Privacy on the phone used to mean that you had a long cord from your phone where you could stretch it to a door and sit on the steps to someplace and, and close a door. How many of you remember those days where that was called privacy on the phone? Now we live in a generation where moms and dads don't even know who their kids' friends are because mom doesn't answer the phone anymore. And so we've got all this great technology and we thoroughly enjoy it and we use it all the time, but God has created our minds with imagination from the Holy Spirit, and we must tap into the creativity of God for His good. Seven years ago, 
I stood right here on a Sunday morning and I preached a message called, Imagine With Me. And I went back to those notes and I want to recite to you some of the things that I shared in the message that day. And as I read this to you, I want you to see how much God has accomplished in the last seven years as we were dreaming about what this church could look like. Here's what I said seven years ago. I imagine Grace Assembly is a place where the love of God is expressed in a friendly handshake or a hug as you enter. A place where there is a sense of God's presence and anticipation when one is seated. I imagine Grace Assembly is a place where the worship is vibrant and God-honoring. I imagine Grace Assembly is a place where people enthusiastically join in unleashing praise from deep within and a life-giving response from our God who inhabits the praises of his people. I imagine a church where the congregants come knowing that they will receive a fresh word from God presented from his word in a form that is relatable to their life and learning style and presented in Pentecostal fervor. I imagine a church where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are functioning in scriptural guidelines and the church is gripped by the supernatural knowledge and power of God. I imagine altars that are full as people find their need for a savior met in Jesus Christ. I imagine altar workers willing to pray and believe for salvation and healing and direction and deliverance for those who respond to Christ. I imagine a church where our people are passionately in love with Jesus that is demonstrated in the way that we treat one another. I imagine a congregation that is fluent in the gospel and are unafraid and unashamed to speak of their testimony in the schools and the marketplace. I imagine a church where every believer is spirit-filled, spirit-empowered, and spirit-led to participate in the last day's revival that is prophesied to us in Scripture. I imagine a church that partners with other local organizations who are impacting our community and culture in a biblical way. I imagine a church where every believer lives on mission. I imagine a church where we are so deeply in love with the Lord and each other that we actually do put others first and compassionately touch those who are hurting and hopeless. I imagine a children's ministry that reach hundreds on a weekly basis. And let me tell you that we regularly run over 100 children downstairs on a Sunday morning while we're having services up here. I imagine a youth ministry that helps students navigate the turbulence of adolescence with biblical truth and community. By the way, this weekend, youth from the last 30 years since... Our youth group was named Remnant, had a 30-year reunion, and I believe that there were over 100 people that were here celebrating what it was like to come to know Jesus or grow in the Lord during their adolescent years that are now growing up. Let me tell you something, youth ministry matters. It matters. I imagine Just Friends Ministry growing and reaching so many of our community's lonely and isolated seniors that the lower level of the church won't be able to hold them. I imagine God birthing new ministries that we haven't even thought of yet because we have the flexibility and the resources to respond when opportunities are presented. I imagine a church where you don't just attend, but there is 100% participation as you find your place in the body of Christ. 
I imagine a church in a constant state of growth because people are willing to invite their family and their friends and their neighbors knowing that when they come here, they will meet with God. I imagine that the people of Grace Assembly as they go throughout our community are known for this. I imagine that they are empowered, that they are anointed, that they are passionate, that they are devoted, that they are loving, courageous, compassionate, spirit-filled followers of Jesus Christ, not just in this room, but all through the community and everywhere they go. Seven years ago, that was what we imagined. As I was looking at that list, I thought, look how much of it is being fulfilled today. Today, when I look at this congregation that is here, I see people who want to make a difference in other people's lives. I see how hard you work on Sundays. I see how many we need that work downstairs during our children's church and the music teams and the audiovisual teams, the parking lot attendants, the hospitality teams and the altar teams. We work hard when we come to the house of the Lord. We have a church board of trustees and a pastoral staff and a board of elders that are talented, that are caring, and are in absolute unity together as we move forward. I see the parking lot that is packed out on Wednesday nights as our boys and our girls and our youth and our adults come together to study the word of the Lord. In fact, we have a neighbor across the street who asks me, what is going on over there? There's never a day when your parking lot doesn't have people there and most of the time it's full. I said, come on over and see. Come on over and see what God is doing here. I see people who are able to be a part of the life of the church because of a van ministry. What you may not know is that years and years ago, Denise Harris was looking out the window at a difficult time in her life and saw a van go by with the name Grace Assembly on it, and she said to her family, we're calling that church. And because of that van ministry, God was able to use their lives. Little did she know that her daughter and her son-in-law would become staff members here. Little did she know at that day, because of that decision, her grandson would be the music and media pastor someday. But it all takes somebody that was willing to get out there and drive and pick people up. The stories and the testimonies continue. I talk to new people every week who are instantly made to feel welcome the moment that they get out of their cars and are treated as if they're home by the way that they are greeted. I'm so grateful for the hours that are spent by talented people to make sure that this facility is clean and presentable and it is used so much and taken up and, and torn apart and reset up that it is a lot of work and I'm grateful for all of those who work so hard. I'm grateful for the people who have put their faithful trust in the Lord for many, many years and financially supported this ministry Look around you at what God is doing because of your faithfulness. Look around and see your obedience to tithe and your generosity and offerings has an eternal reward that is absolutely incalculable because you have been faithful. I look around and I see a people who understand that our ministry is not located and limited to the walls of this church, but our fingerprints spread throughout the whole world because of the missionaries that we support and the places they go that are carrying the word and the life of Grace Assembly as we support them and they go. Oh, the multiplication of God's reward will be incredible. Things you never knew were taking place because of the kind of people that you are. 
I am sure that you can see what is going on at Grace Assembly. Every week, we see new people. Every week. There are some churches that can't say that in a year. And there's not a week that goes by that we don't see new people. In fact, what amazes me is the number who have been here a long time going, I don't know half our congregation because of the number of new people that are coming. Not only are new people coming, but they are staying and they are inviting their friends because they recognize that God is doing something in their spirit and they feel drawn to be a part of what God is doing. Every week, we have new people that join us online, something we couldn't even dream of seven years ago, new ministry that we never even thought of. In fact, last Sunday morning during our first service, we had 20 more people, 20 more watch sites than there were people in that first service, 162 different watch sites live during our first service last week. There is a whole congregation of people that we don't even know that we get to minister to online because of the kind of people that you are. Sunday service parking is still an issue. In fact, now we have to park cars on the grass out here because it's safer than parking you up and down the street. And I don't know what we would do if it wasn't for our friendliness of the neighbors next door that won't open their restaurant on Sunday so we can use their lot and fill that up over there. We are out of classroom space. We have people that are coming that are so interested in membership and wanting to be a part of what's going on that one of them accidentally, they thought they were calling our church office, called the district office. Talking to the administrative assistant of our superintendent, they said, well, since I've got you on the line, can you tell the pastor at Grace Assembly we need to have more membership classes because it's taking too long for my family to become a part of this. They called me and they said, you know, we've had a lot of complaints about pastors through the years. This, this may be the first complaint we've ever had that people couldn't become members quick enough. Can you please do something about that? We can no longer host community events at this location because of the space limitations. In fact, one of our weaknesses, and I recognize this as our evangelistic outreach, part of that is where will we put them when they come? Oh God, help us as we move forward because Peter said when the Lord said, throw your net on the other side, the hall was too great for them. We are at a key moment in history that is challenging us to push forward and advance his kingdoms. And in very real terms, our move to the new compound on West Genesee Street will mean more people will come to know Jesus. A hundred years from now, there will be people in heaven rather than hell because of the move that we are about to make. We have prayed for this very opportunity. And God is answering that prayer. And now we have to decide to partner with him on this journey of faith. We don't have to manufacture the blessing of the God. We are getting the chance to experience it in a brand new and unprecedented way. And there's no other place that I would rather be than leading a church that says yes to the leading of the Lord. That is what makes a church healthy. And that's what makes a church life-giving. So what is a glorious future? The story continues. Grace Assembly of God has a rich history here in this community. In fact, the Pentecostal movement 
that started in central New York started in Syracuse and started at Grace Tabernacle, which was Grace Assembly in its very beginning. In 1918, that church started at 622 South Ave as Grace Tabernacle, and it grew. And in 1952, the church moved to 643 West Onondaga Street, and it grew. And in 1970, the church was built here on Fay Road, and it continues to grow. And in 2024, we will be moving to the most high visibility location this church has ever been in when we move to West Genesee Street, where we expect unprecedented growth to take place as more and more people see us. And the growth will be multiplied. We may be 105 years old, but we're looking pretty good for 105. I love this church because we are not willing to let the prophesied last day's revival go by without us being in the center of it here. But while we celebrate what God has done, we're not here to spend a lot of time looking back. We're here to look forward. God has a glorious future and the story continues. What is happening here has the fingerprints of God all over it. It literally is unprecedented. The business people that I talk to and other pastors that I talk to and network leaders, they're all saying, we've never seen anything like this, nor have we ever heard a story like this before. And in the middle of the busyness of all the details, there's times that I have to just take a step back and remember, God is in this and is providing this. In fact, it was just a couple of weeks ago that we had one of my favorite services of the year, and that's when the next gen takes over our service. And we begin to recognize and look at those children that came up to lead worship and the energy by with, that they led us. And it, it's amazing that some of you, you may need to take Advil before you come to church, but you suddenly started dancing when they led worship. It was pretty amazing to me to see the energy that takes over. And then we move from the children into the teenagers that begin to, to lead us. And it was a great morning. Pastor Pablo preached a great word on believe. It brought tears to my eyes when I saw the families coming out at the end and standing there, the moms and dads and their children, the grandchildren coming together. And we recognize that our kids and students are talented and they're committed to the Lord because they have opportunities here to experience the joy of the Lord and the development of their talents. Our altars were full and overflowing as our children came first and stood at the front. And then the generation behind them came and laid hands on their shoulders. And then the young adults and the adults came and laid hands on their shoulder. And then the rest of us came and laid hands on their shoulder as generational blessing was prayed over the ones in front of us because they've got visions and they've got dreams that are different than my visions and dreams, but they're just as anointed and they're just as holy and God is gonna bring them to pass because that's the kind of church we are and that's the kind of God we serve. I'm so glad that our congregation is not satisfied with just maintaining or just surviving, but that we are a going and conquering and missional in the mentality that we have birthed in the Holy Spirit's power. I was challenged to produce what is called an elevator speech. The, within three minutes can tell you what's gonna be taking place and how this all came about. about. Let me read that to you. We believe God has designed a glorious future for Grace Assembly. The vision of our church is to pursue every heart with the love of Jesus, locally to globally. We are experiencing a spiritual harvest because God's people are living in His power and fulfilling His purpose. 
The result is that our current ministries and opportunities have outgrown our current location. We have always been limited by parking and lack of visibility. God has miraculously provided us with a location that addresses both of these needs. A facility has been donated to us by the grace of God that doubles the auditorium space and provides adequate room for parking and increases our visibility significantly by putting Grace Assembly of God on the main street of town. Our current location has less than 2,000 cars a day that pass by. Our new location has over 30,000 cars that pass by every day. The increase in visibility alone will be enormous for our growth and outreach. In addition, God's favor was obvious when our proposal to the Seventh-day Adventist Church located directly adjacent to the church which we have acquired accepted our proposal for a trade of property and land with our current building. This trade provides them more room and provides us with two buildings, six plus acres of valuable land, and a second building that will be remodeled as the next gen ministry to youth, children, and young adults so they can continue to grow. As our leadership has met with the town of Geddes officials and discussed this with them, all of our proposed plans, we have had their complete support and they have given us the green light to proceed. In fact, they said, we are so thankful that this important piece of property will become a vibrant center of community activity. We feel that God has enabled us to reach our diverse community of families and individuals from all backgrounds to find a place where they will be loved, valued, embraced while being taught God's wonderful plan for their lives. We are a community of hope welcoming people home. I invite you to join us on this marvelous journey as we all have a part to play in obedience to God. God would not have given us this opportunity if he didn't have a plan for us to fulfill it. Together we will follow God's lead and together we will partner with his spirit as he unfolds the glorious future of Grace Assembly as our story continues. Psalm 37, 23 says, our steps are ordered of the Lord. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that God is ordering our steps? Psalm 199, 105 said, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. I will admit to you that over these past few years, that path has taken some turns that we didn't see coming when we started this. Our world has changed. And yet what I love the most is that in every step of the way, this congregation has been in unity, that we would trust the Lord. God has been directing our steps from the beginning. And there are people that are not with us today who set the stage by wonderful example of prayer. There's people like John Wynn who walked these aisles when nobody was here again and again daily praying that revival would come to Grace Assembly. There's Jerry Hill, who would look for anybody that was sitting by themselves and instantly lock in on them. Some of you are here today because Jerry Hill touched your life when you came walking into this church. There's Carol Watkins, who was a confirming prophetic voice on many occasions. There's Tom Ward. Because of the decision to look for a new location started in his living room in a board meeting in a unanimous vote that we decided we will not stand still, but we're going to let the Lord lead us as, we guide, as he guides us on his path. 
There's people like Verna Cox who in her 90s stood up in a business meeting and said, let me tell you the vision that God has given to me as it relates to the influence of this church in the community. And instantly after that, if there had been anybody that didn't want to vote for it, they were in it. When, when Verna spoke, we listened. Then there was Ron Winters who came to me when I was proposing this and said, I'm not for it. Just want you to know that. I think it would be much better for you just to preach more often, keep adding Sunday services. If it wears you out, we'll pray for strength. (laughs) That night he went home, and in the middle of the night, he tells the story that Jesus woke him up and was standing by his bed and told him, this is the direction that I am taking and I'm leading, and you better get on board. And he came back and he goes, I'll do whatever you want. I don't ever want Jesus to wake me up again (laughs) in the middle of the night. I sat with a key influencer in our church one morning in the parking lot, and he told me, Pastor, if you put this church and congregation anywhere else where it can be seen, you're not going to keep the people from coming here. There have been prophecies and encouraging words that have propelled us the last 13 and a half years that I have been here. And here's what I want you to know. This initiative is not starting today. I simply want to give you a preview of the exciting things that are ahead of us this fall. I am planning on doing a five-week focus on a glorious future. The story continues beginning November the 5th, and during that time, I will cover a lot of the details of what is happening. Saturday, December the 2nd, we will be having a prayer event to prepare for the celebration service that will take place on December the 3rd. During that Saturday, I am hopeful that we will be able to have the Seventh-day Adventists come here and have their Saturday Sabbath service here while we walk and go pray through what will be a new building for us there as well as the new building that we are remodeling. There's going to be some informational meetings that you're going to be asked to attend. And then on December the 3rd, we will receive our commitments, our pledges, and a first fruits offering that will go toward helping us see this story continue. This takes a lot of work, and a lot of people are involved in this. And I would like to invite Nate Holliday, who is the co-chair of A Glorious Future, The Story Continues to Come, and he's going to introduce the rest of the team. All right. Good morning. I'm excited. I don't know if you're not excited after that. We'll have to work on you over the next couple of months, I guess. But I have the honor, as Pastor Doug said, being able to serve alongside him as a co-chair for the Glorious Future campaign. And honestly, what's more of a privilege is that we're all going to be able to participate in it together. Um, Looking around the room, it's hard actually not to get a little bit emotional thinking about the way that God has weaved everybody together to be here right now. And there may be people that you don't interact with very often. You may come to a different service. You may see them um, or you may not see them if you're joining us online. But everybody plays a part and we're all so excited to be able to take this next step together. So as a way to give you a little bit more of a flavor of who's involved with this campaign and this committee, there are a talented group of people that served together as part of the first phase, which was several years ago. Um, And I'm excited that we're able to just continue what we started. Like Pastor Doug said, the legacy of this church dates back well before any of us were a part of it. And I really believe that what we're doing here now is going to have a lasting impact well after any of us are a part of it. And so for me, that's a really exciting thought. So um, if you're here and I mention your name, please come up. We want to be able to have everybody just get um, an opportunity to see who's involved with this team. So as part of our creative team, we have Mark Freeman, my wife, Amy Holliday, Kim Venuti, and Pastor Jacob. As part of our special events team, we have Georgina Stanton and Cindy Dement. Our prayer directors are Pastors Larry and Sharon Frank. 
And then we have our children's director, Pastor Julie Durst, our youth director, Pastor Pablo Vargas, and our administrative and communication directors are Pastor Jeff Hill and his wife, Alyssa. And so this is a team that's been working behind the scenes, and there are a lot of other committees and teams and things that have been putting details together, reviewing plans, and I'm just so excited to be able to start to share all of those things with you over these next coming months. And so as Pastor Doug introduces what the cards are in front of you, please really take that to heart and really be in prayer over these next couple weeks and months because God is doing something amazing here and we really do have a glorious future. I want... While you are seated, would you just extend a hand toward this group? Heavenly Father... There's a lot of responsibility that's placed in those that are standing here. You've given this church amazing gifts, phenomenal creativity. I pray that you would bring us all together in a wonderful orchestra that you direct for your glory and your honor. I pray that the prayer that is being offered and the, and the materials that are being created and the children and the youth and, and the, the dinners that we have together will bring you honor and glory and at the same time that you will pave a way for us to move forward. So we ask your blessing on them in Jesus' name and everyone said amen. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask the worship team if they could begin to make their way to the front. When you came and sat down today on every seat, there was a card I'd like you to take out. I don't want you to write on it yet. I just would like you to hold it in your hand because I'd like to be able to explain it to you. And for those of you that are online, if you'll go into the comments section, you can join us there and there will be cards there for you as well. The card simply says, because I'm excited about Grace Assembly's glorious future, I will. And the first box says, I will pray that God blesses a glorious future. I, I do need to tell you that these are not plans that we have made. Then, then we say, God, I hope you'll bless our plans. I believe that we are walking in the glory cloud of God's anointing and that we're asking him to bless something that he has created. There's a difference in the two. There's times in my life when I've said, Lord, I want to do this. Would you bless it? And then there's other times when I just follow him and the blessing is already there. I believe that we're walking in the blessing of the Lord, but would ask that you would pray that God blesses this. Second thing I'm going to ask you to do is, would you be willing to pray, pray about your financial commitment to this? And then the third box I'd like you to look at is, make every effort to attend a Glorious Future series. All through November, I, I want you to attend every service. Don't, don't, don't skip October to show up then. And I, I, we work hard to make sure that when you come to church, it's worth it to you, that there's something of value spiritually that you can draw here. However, in November, would you, would you be willing to be committed to coming each of those services through the first of December? And what I'm going to ask you to do now is now I'd like you to take your pins and then there's a place for your name, your signature, email, and date. And the worship team is going to sing us one of the songs that they sang. And while they do that, would you fill these cards out and then hang on to them? At the end, I'm going to give you some instruction for that. But if you would be willing to pray about these things, would you please do that now? <laughs> 